<laughs> Are we rolling? Lord right Jandis! Alright. Ready? Are we really rolling? Yeah, we are. Okay. Ready? Three, two, one. Hey, I'm Landry. And I'm Caleb. And this is the Two or More podcast, and today we're going to be reading out of Colossians 3. We're going to be reading verses 1 through 10. Today we're going to be talking about putting on the new self. Um, and we'll just dive right into it. We'll get started. If you haven't gone and checked out our past two podcasts, I definitely do that. Um, we, we went through Colossians 2. Uh, we did a, a two-parter on Colossians 2 about um, just the simplicity of the gospel and um, legalism within the church. Um, this is probably one of the funnest parts of our weeks. I love doing this. Um, so I'll just get started reading and I'm going to stop saying um so much. Update, we have coffee this week. Yep. All right. Verse one. If you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on the things that are above, not on the things that are on earth for you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God where Christ, who is your life appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. Verse 5, put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. In these, you too once walked when you were living in them. But now you must put them away, anger, wrath, malice, slander, obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put the old self with its practice. Seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and have put in put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. All right. So we're going to kind of take these uh, 10 verses and break it apart. Verses one through four, we're going to group together. And then verses five through 10, we're going to group together. So we'll just get started with verse one. Verse one says, you have been raised to life with Christ. Now set your heart on what is in heaven where Christ rules at God's right side. So um, just from the very get-go of this verse, it simply says that we are set apart, that we are to be different. And um, just to, to dig in a little bit of this, I, I am in high school, so I see this every day, uh, that we don't need any more people that are going to try to fit in to what the world justifies as um, right as what the world justifies as fulfillment, um, that we need lights. Right. We need people that are on fire for Christ. We need people mm -hmm. that are willing to to die to themselves, pick up their cross, and live for Christ and Christ alone. Um, this verse kind of alludes to us being set apart in that we are different um, from our old selves, um, our old lives. And it's not referring to the fact that we are we're set apart in a way that we can trust ourselves to work things out, but in a way that we can trust God in things instead of relying on our own understanding. So we are set apart in that aspect. Right. And I think that's that's something that personally um, I, I struggle with sometimes. And I feel like in the essence of Christianity, like, most Christians struggle with trusting God. Sure. And I mean, it, it it's simple. Like it's going to be a struggle trusting in God, mainly because we're not called to just trust God with part of our life. We're mm -hmm. called to trust God with all of our life. Right. And giving all of ourselves to someone that, that we can't even see 
Right. Seems ridiculous. Exactly. But it's what we're called to do. Yeah. Like, as Christians, if I am willing to take myself off of the pedestal and and place God on the pedestal Mm -hmm. and let Him be in charge of my entire life, I have got to be willing to put 100% of my trust in Him. Right. And it's, like you said, it's 100%. It's not, oh, I'm going to let God control this part of my life, right. um, but not, but not my money. That's, right. that's mine. Yeah. Or, or my, my relationships are my business, but God can have, you know, whatever school or yeah. health or whatever the, else. We, we um, tend to want to give God what is easy. And yeah. when I say that, what I'm, what I mean is if it doesn't, if it doesn't hurt us mm-hmm. to give it away, mm-hmm. we'll give it away. Right. But like it's those things like our relationships or our friendships or mm-hmm. our money. Mm-hmm. I mean, money's a huge one, especially oh, yeah. in today's culture where everything is wrapped around money. Mm-hmm. That that those are the things where it's like, okay, I have this amount on my check and like I could give away 10% of this, but like I need ten, that that 10%. Right. Like that 10% could go to furthering mm-hmm. my business but like ultimately if you give that 10 percent to god your business can prosper you right. know tenfold and, and yeah. that's evident in malachi three ten, which says bring the full tenth into the storehouse so there may be food in my house test me in this way says the lord of hosts see if i do not see if i do not pour open the floodgates and pour out a blessing for you without measure and god is literally saying there like if you give me a little bit I will give you a lot. Right. And, and that, that ties into love, which we'll, t- we'll talk about here in a little bit, mm-hmm. is just that it all goes back to trusting Christ with our life. Right. That we have to be willing to say, God, it's not me, but you. Exactly. So um, move on to verse two? Or? Verse two. Do okay, you want to cool. read that one? Yeah, I can read it. Um, set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on this earth. Um so just what I got out of that is that Paul is showing the the people of Colossae that um, their their minds are on things of this earth because they are in the earth. They are of this world. Mm-hmm. Um, but instead of having their minds on what's going on around them, he's trying to make them realize that it's more than this. Like there's yeah. there's a life after this. Yeah. Yeah. There there are more important things to worry about than what your next meal is going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, there are more important things than than money, how you're going to achieve greatness. There, mm-hmm. there are more important things. Yeah. And just to add on to that, even bigger issues that, that we view as bigger issues, especially within the, in the Christian conservative realm. Yeah. That, that we tend to focus so much on, on these big deals that we we focus so much that we blur our focus mm-hmm. that that Christ is no longer the center right. but our worldly anger is the center right. and what i mean by that some examples of that would be like gay rights um planned parenthood really any politic mm-hmm. that 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 you could insert here there's going to be one side that's mad mm-hmm. and too often it's the conservative side. Right. It's the side that that we are supposed to be the ones that are, quote unquote, loving the lost. Mm-hmm. And we're standing outside of Planned Parenthood screaming at women for going in there when we don't know what 
is going on in their life. Right. We don't know the situation. Mm-hmm. And where we, we do have our personal views on that, where, you know, we, we both believe different way or we believe certain ways on, on that issue. Mm-hmm. But like, ultimately, like, at the end of the day, is my views on abortion the biggest deal? Right. Like, if there are lost people in the world, why am I focusing on a differing opinion there when I could be focusing on loving them mm-hmm. and showing them Christ? Exactly. You know? So That reminds me of what Carl Lentz said um, when he... Come on, man. Thought you muted that. You unmuted it. <laughs> um, Carl Lentz, which is a famous pastor um, of Hillsong, yeah. um, got into some really big trouble because he was uh, not outright supporting uh, Planned Parenthood or something like that. But he just made the statement that, look, before I judge somebody for what they're doing for their their stance on this issue, I want to get to know them first. I want to sit down and be able to talk with them as a human being before right. I start judging them right. for their political beliefs exactly. or for their for the situations that they're going through. And we see that even with Jesus. Like sure. Jesus knew everybody yeah. because he was God. But just an example of this, if if for some reason you don't believe me that Jesus did this, we can take the woman at the well for example. Yep. That like the way that Jesus was like, hey, my name's Jesus. How are you? Was um go get your husband. Oh, I don't have a husband. Oh, I knew that. Yeah. That was him saying, like, I know you mm-hmm. and I still love you. Right. And that I, I feel like we have to come to that point with with lost people, with non-believers, even believers too, that we have to get to the point where we have this love for them. Mm-hmm. And the Bible talks about love, and there's, I think, four different types of love. Um, agape, eros, um, phileo. phileo, and there's one other one, and I don't remember it. But all these different loves mean, like, different things. So, like, agape is the love of God. Like, God loves us with agape love. And we can try as hard as we want to to achieve agape love, to show agape love, but we will never be able to show that unconditional love that God loves us with. Right. And then um, phileo, that's brotherly love, I think, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So, like, in my opinion, that's what we should be showing to these sure. to these non-believers, to each other as believers, like, um, phileo love is that love that, that that we are called to to show along with agape love, mm-hmm. and we we as a culture have taken the word love and distorted it. Oh, definitely, and almost not almost definitely dumbed it down mm-hmm. to where you love your phone, you love coffee, you love your girlfriend, and you love God. Right, like we use the same word to describe those differing things when really it's completely different ballparks you can love your wife but even if you love your life you you love you love your wife you still can't love your wife as much as you love god right you know what i'm saying like or or you shouldn't love your wife as much as you love god you should love her as close as you can to loving god but like god is number one obviously and we shouldn't compare our love to god to our love for coffee (laughs) yeah Although, like, it's pretty high up. Coffee's great. 
And, like, I'm pretty sure there's coffee in heaven. But, like, some might argue. But I disagree. <laughs> All right. We're rambling. <laughs> yeah, we are. Let's go ahead and go yeah, into okay. verse 3. Okay. Verse 3. Um, you died, which means that your life is hidden with Christ, who sits behi- beside Christ. So I-, I love this verse because it's just, like, straight up. Like, it's, it's as honest as can be. Paul's just tearing him up right here. Um, so in verse three, it's saying that the relevancy of our words doesn't rest in our own hands, but in the heavy weight of the simple gospel. Mm-hmm. Like, wow. Oh my gosh. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. just that at the end of the day, we, we don't matter. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, our words don't matter. Yeah. If God's not behind them. Yeah, Exactly. I think the, the this verse also points to our self-pride in that if we've died and put Christ as the head of our life, we shouldn't we shouldn't be worried about what anybody else has to say about us. We shouldn't be worried about what other people are going to think because it's all about Christ. It's all about sharing the good news, sharing what he's done in our lives to others. We shouldn't be worried about what other people are thinking or or the, the effect that that might have on our lives. The, the simple fact is, as Christians, the world hates us. Yeah. And there, it, it, it sucks, <laughs> but, I mean, that's just the price that, that you pay yeah. because it's, it's not about the world. That stuff doesn't matter. Right. Even right. though it does suck, God is greater. Yeah. God is so much better yeah. than the approval of men. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we, we, we can't focus on, like, fulfillment in the world because right. you're not going to find it. Right. And, and, and that is so evident in the lives of non-believers. I mean, yeah. I know people that are trying to find fulfillment in their truck. Like, what they can do to their truck to make it the biggest and best truck. Right. And we're we're gonna get into that in, exactly in the next few verses. But like that just goes awful. to show what yeah. part of the country we live in. Like <laughs> South, obviously. I, I mean, we live in Louisiana, and they're all about drugs down here. Yeah. Um, verse four. Yeah. Uh, when Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with Him in glory. So, um, in everything that we do, like. We have to do it for Christ. And like, if, if dying is one of those things. So be it. Yeah, it's worth it. Bring it on. <laughs> exactly. Like we see, and I think that's the beautiful thing. The beautiful picture of Christianity is that that people believe in this one thing. And I think that just adds validity to our argument. The people believe so much in this one thing that they are willing to give up their lives right. for it. Like we see that that all the disciples, except for John, was was martyred for Christianity. Right. And even John was exiled to an island. Yeah. And like if those men who walked side by side with Jesus we're willing to do whatever it takes and go to whatever lengths, even if it caused them to die. If they were willing to do that for the sake of Christ, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Why aren't we willing to do it? Right. And, and, that, and Paul. <laughs> the, exactly. The, that just brings on the validity of yeah. of of Christianity. Like right. it's it's real. God is real. These people wouldn't be dying mm. for a false gospel. They they just wouldn't do it. Right. Right. And they were willing to wake up every single morning and put on the new self. That they were able to to wake up in the morning and say, you know, like I walked with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like me and him were there together. Like I I heard him teach over and over again. Mm-hmm. I taught with him. I broke bread with this dude. Like, and I choose to live out this mission right. that he gave me with. Yeah. And I think we have got to do that, especially in today's right. times. And and I say that purely because I live in these times. You know, in the 40s, they were the, sa- the Christians then were saying the same thing. We've mm-hmm. got to wake up and do it. But, like, in a culture that is consumed with you know, so many different contradicting views, you've got to stand up for what you believe. Right. And Christianity is no different. Yep. All right. So that was verse one through four. And that, that just kind of talks about um, what Christ has done for us and how we are to live in Christ. Um, and we're going to keep talking about that with verses five, five through, through 10 kind of goes a little bit deeper yeah. and gives Examples yeah. of how to live this out. Oh, I'm going to read verse 5 in the message. Um, okay. So it says, um, and that means, so we'll read a little bit of um, verse 5 and 6. I'll read a little bit of verse 4 into verse oh, 5. Okay. Yeah. So meanwhile, be content with obscurity like Christ. Um, and that means killing off everything connected with that way of death, sexual prom- promiscuity, promiscuity, uh, impurity, lust, doing whatever you feel like whenever you feel like it, and grabbing whatever attracts your fancy. That's a life shaped by things and feelings instead of by God. Is it my, my the Bible? The message just says five through eight. Is that the end of verse five, six? Eight. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, so verses five and six. So as Christians, we have to put to death the things that hinder that divine connection with God. Right. And I, I think nobody can avoid this. And we, we see these examples in, in Scripture, you know, in this Scripture right here. The, the sexual immorality, the lust, the selfish desires, like these things that that we chase after. And Christians do it too. Like, sure. like we do it too. Yeah. And um, that is when the we let the world leak into our faith. Mm-hmm. Whenever we wake up in the morning and we're just like, Maybe not intentionally. I'm going to wake up and sin this morning because I don't think I've ever woke up and been like, I'm going to sin this morning. But like you just go throughout your morning and you just become complacent. Maybe you don't do your quiet time first thing whenever you wake up and you're just like, okay, I'll do it like this afternoon. Like it's not a big deal. And then the afternoon comes and you're still not doing it. And at that point, you've lost your hold of Christ, not intentionally, Mm -hmm. but for that day, you've just... 
quote unquote given up. Yeah. And at that point, Satan's like, oh, I see this. Mm-hmm. I can work with this. And that's when for a lot of, I think 85% of the men in church confess to having an addiction to pornography. So that is a huge foothold for Satan. And I have statistics somewhere in this notebook about about sexual immorality. About I, I, I've written a blog about it that um, so many men and women, one in three porn users are women as well. And like that's a foothold that Satan has has grabbed within the church. And like the moment that we put our guard down, the moment that we stop saying that we stop fighting it mm-hmm. for Christ, that's when Satan's like, okay, here it is. And then boom. Just like that. We're right. we're being controlled by our bodies and not by Christ anymore. And going back to what we talked about before, um, earlier, I can't remember when we talked about it, but these earthly things are can be physical, tangible things that we can see in front of us. Mm-hmm. And it's so hard to go back to Christ, which we typically cannot see right in front of us. Yeah. And I feel like that's yeah. that's something that even the um, the oh my gosh, uh, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> um, even the disciples had had trouble with. Uh, it says in John somewhere that uh, when Jesus was talking about him leaving. Uh, leaving the earth, the disciples were worried, and they were like, "What are we going to do without you? What are What are we going to do when you leave?" And Jesus reassured them that He's like, "Don't worry about it. I've got it all under control. Yeah. I'm I'm there for you, yeah. even though that way. I'm not. I am the way. Yeah. Even though I'm not not there physically, I'm I'm there with you. And that's something that we can just just cling on to that that biblical truth that even though it's not something physical or tangible, uh, that He's there for us." through it all, through everything that we might face. All these these examples, the, the sexual immorality, the impurity, the passion, the evil desires and the covetousness, covetousness and idolatry. He's there for us so that we won't fall into these temptations. Yeah. And just to take that just a step further, um, just about worry kind of in that, in that way. Um, I'll just share a personal story about worry. Um, my, my family has struggled with sickness for 25 years now, um, starting with my oldest brother um, who died at 13 months old in, in 1995, I think, 1995 or 1996. And um, then my mom, who passed away whenever I was seven, she, was sick for 11 years. Uh, the first seven years of my life, um, my, my main memories of my mother were her um, sitting in a chair in our house, barely being able to move. Um, seizures every day, um, tons of pills every day. And uh, my, my older brother and sister have that same disease. I've been blessed. I got genetically tested. Like I, I, I don't have the, the same gene but my older brother and sister do, and this has caused us to sit in countless waiting rooms, go through countless surgeries. Um, my, my sister, she's 22 years old, and she's 
she's lost she's had a lot of organs removed and um it, it it's been a fight since i was born since they were born um and there was one time where my sister was having this huge surgery and um i remember sitting in the waiting room just praying and just so worried just so worried um, that I thought that I wasn't going to be able to see my sister again. I thought that she was going to die right there on the table. And um, just crying out to God, just, just God, let me see my sister again. All I want to do is just say I love you one more time. And um, then, you know, I think it was an eight-hour surgery. Like hour six came by and just this immense worry just like weltered up in me and I was just like, she's gonna die. There, there's no way she's gonna make it through this surgery. There's no way. And just just what we were just talking about, God just reassured me just with that John, in John, you know, John 10, John 10, 10, I am the way. And he said, Caleb, you don't have to worry about this, that even if your sister doesn't come through it, I am still the way, that I am right. still good. Yeah. And that's something that my mom always tried to, to reassure us with every day, that no matter what, God is still good. Mm -hmm. Like, my, my life has been far from easy, but anybody could say that. Right. I, I've had my own set of struggles, but even in those struggles, God is still good. Yeah. And I think that that's what the, the Church of Colossae couldn't wrap their minds around was the fact that God was good. Right. Because they were obviously searching for fulfillment in other stuff. Right. When what is really good was sitting right in front of them, they just had to reach out and grasp it. Oh, man. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Let's keep going. Uh, verse 7. In these you two once walked when you were living in them. Verse 8, but now you must put them all away, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Yeah. So what he's, what he's referring to, what Paul's referring to, is that these, all these earthly things that we were, we were all once living in them, they, they happen to everybody. I mean, it's, it's going to happen eventually. You're going to set your eyes upon these earthly things. But he just gives more examples with the, the anger, wrath, malice, slander, obscene talk just to show that these are also things that you can get wrapped up in, that you can wrap yeah. your mind around instead of setting your mind on heavenly things, things right. that actually matter. Right. And, like, what, what I got out of this was that, like, before we knew Christ, that, that we were acting against Christ. Mm -hmm. and, um, and we see that, that we were angry we were hateful we were evil um we were insulting and we were cruel to others that we did use that foul language that that we we were willingly disobeying christ oftentimes unintentionally that it wasn't like before we knew christ we weren't waking up i am gonna disobey christ today and um but now that we know christ like we are to to act as we know Christ. Right. So we're supposed to take those things that we once were involved in, set them aside, point our eyes to heaven, as you were just saying, and really like avoid judging others right. for doing that same thing. It's in, I like, we talked about this earlier when we were going through our notes, that 
when we are once we were on the other side of Christ, um, deliberately disobeying, disobeying Him, slandering His name. Mm-hmm. But now that we are on, we are for Christ. That does not give us the right to judge those who are not yeah. living with Christ. Exactly. That does not give us the right to be angry with them, to slander yeah. them. That does not give us the right to judge them in any way. Yeah, and I'd just like to make it clear that like everything we say on here is is our interpretation of faith. Sure, yeah. Our interpretation of the Christian life mm-hmm. and what we find in Scripture. What you find in Scripture could be different. Mm-hmm. And, and that's your that's your interpretation of Christ. Where I might disagree, that doesn't make you wrong. Right. And that doesn't make me right And either. me and Caleb have, yeah, dis- we have disagreements yeah, yeah. among uh, things that... Last week happened. we had a, yeah. a disagreement yeah. on something biblical. So I just want to make it very clear that, like, by no means are we trying to manipulate scripture by no means are we trying to make our words scripture exactly we are just interpreting scripture and discussing scripture in the way that we read it exactly so let's let's wrap it up with verse 9 and 10 um and stop lying to each other you've given up your old ways of life with its habits each of you is now a new person you are becoming more and more like your creator and you will understand him better so um as we daily, and I mean daily, dive into our faith, and as we are are willing to go that extra mile every day to wake up and, and, and die to ourselves and obtain that knowledge that, that that we are given as a gift from God, we were right. we are given that knowledge mm-hmm. from Scripture. We are becoming more and more of that new creation in Christ. Right. That as we daily put off the things of the world. We are to daily put on the things of Christ. Just what we were talking about, the the, the title of this is put on the new self. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just really, really important that, that we focus on putting on the new self and dying to ourselves daily, putting our pride aside, putting everything, every selfish desire of ourselves and what the world says is good. Mm-hmm. And choosing to obtain that knowledge that Christ so willingly gives us. That it's an opportunity to be able to obtain this knowledge, not an obligation. Exactly. Because there are plenty of people out in the world that don't have that knowledge. And there are plenty of people in Christianity that don't have that knowledge. Mm-hmm. And it's not, that it's, not, it's not that it's not there. It's that they're not willing to seek it out. Right. Yeah. I completely agree. And in the uh, also just putting yourself outside of your comfort zone to try to um, get farther in your faith, to do the things that you're not comfortable with. That's how you're going to attain this this new self. This right. you're not going to. Does that make sense? You're not going to be able to further your new self. You're not going to be able to grow spirit spiritually. If you're not pushing yourself out there right. and actively seeking that new self. Yeah. Yeah. That was fun. All right. Um, we ready to wrap it up? Sure. All right, guys. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Um, you can check us out 
um, on the Anchor app or Google Podcast or Spotify. Um, also on YouTube um, at two or more. And yeah. So on the Anchor app, there's this really cool thing that you can do. Um, you can comment something for us to talk about, or if you want to, there's a really cool feature in the Anchor app where you can call in and send us a response or send us a, a question or anything that we can talk about on the podcast, and um, just give us a five star rating, and we'll definitely read or put your response on the podcast also big thank you to to austin ramsey our boy again yep. for putting all this together <laughs> and uh making sure everything looks great and um see you guys next week see you oh we gotta pray <laughs> mm. man you better do that yeah okay father god um i just thank you for the opportunity that we have to to serve you father um, Lord, for the opportunity to die to ourselves daily, for the opportunity to, to dig into your word and obtain the knowledge that you so freely give us, Father, I thank you for the opportunity to serve you. God, I, I pray for this podcast. God, I pray that you would, just, um, you would just open up hearts to hear your word. Lord, I pray that you would hide me and Landry behind the cross, Lord, that yeah. you would be on full display, yeah. Lord, that we would not be on the pedestal at all, Lord, and we pray that you would do great things, and we are excited to watch you do incredible things, God. Again, I praise you for just um, giving us this opportunity, God. I pray for this week, Lord. I pray for everybody listening, Lord. Just give them a good week. Let them earnestly seek you, Father. Let them know that you are good. And I pray all these things in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. All oh,